0: So the new episode of the FPL Insider podcast, we're only a week into the new season, so just going to be a, a chilled podcast, just have some jokes. This is the F, the hot takes pod. So we're just going to go around. We've come up with some good hot, football hot takes, and we're basically going to say our hot take and then kind of just debate it. Um, so Pierce, Thomas, any of you guys want to start? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> First off, take hot take as we know is going to happen is uh definitely the prediction that Man U is probably going to win a Champions League in the next five to ten years. Even though, <laughs> even though Thomas said it about three years ago in Thailand. I mean, uh, they're in a shitstorm of a of like an ownership situation right now. But I think all it really takes is just like. Uh, it just takes like a, a complete buyout, maybe a massive fund or you know, a Saudi group or something like that that comes in and just reorganizes the whole structure of the club and gives them proper financial backing. Not up to the the point of what Man City's been getting, but like I think something close to it. I mean, Chelsea's won what two in the two in, in ten years. I think one is definitely definitely attainable in five, ten years time. I think that's just like they've got a good yeah, I mean, seven years time. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 definitely attainable. They have a great manager in Ten Hag. I mean, yeah, rough rough first uh, first game in the Premier League, but I mean, it takes time to adjust, especially with the players he has right now in in that midfield. He could all they really need is a couple good young signings, good world class signings, and he could start taking them into Champions League, into top four, challenging or like recruiting new talent and stuff like that. I think. It's definitely attainable, but yeah, I think it's still under the category. It's like a, It's like a hot take for sure. I don't know what you guys think. Uh,
0: I mean, I, it, it's tough to say with United because like as much as it's a hot take right now in their current condition under the Glazers with their current players, yeah, the, the Champions League is completely unattainable. But, you know, there's a lot of chat recently right now that there's new buyers going to come in. And as we saw with the Chelsea situation, like there are loads of candidates that want to come in and buy big football teams. So in that regard, yeah, maybe in a year's time, we'll be looking at a new, completely brand new United with new owners looking to splash. And then, and then you'll be looking at it like five years. They're a huge team. They're not going to be like Newcastle where they take time. They're a huge team and they can literally look at someone like Mbappe. If they gave Mbappe a hundred, like a 500k a year, so 500k a week or whatever, 2 million a week contract. Mbappe could consider going to United because they're a big team. Whereas with Newcastle, he just wouldn't. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely.
2: I, I, like on top of what Tom was saying, I, I'm kind of, I, I just think sleeping giants don't lie for that long. Like it's, it's been what, it's four, three, four years since they've really done anything, maybe a bit longer. When Mourinho was there, it was the last time they kind of did anything. All um, was a joke, in my opinion. Like, even though people somewhat back him today which is ridiculous to me.
1: Um, they won a Europa League.
2: Not Ole. What,
1: they won it. They won it
2: Yeah, that's Mourinho. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's the, like their last European trophy. Yeah.
2: yeah. but yeah. Um, no, I, I think United at some point. Like, I don't even think ownership has. I think ownership's terrible, and it would be great if it changed. But I'm not sure it will. But I think generally, like someone like Ten Hag is perfect. Like, give him time and, like, let him adjust to the Prem. He's obviously a brilliant manager, like, took Ajax so far and did extremely well with him while he was there. Plays great football that people will love. He, people will be interested in coming to United to play for Ten Ternal. You know, like, under other managers that
0: what we found out recently is his golden boy, Frankie, doesn't even want to come to United to play for him. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, but that was he's age. at Barcelona. They're in a bad spot, a really bad spot yeah. right now. They've also haven't made any like reinforcements. So I, if I was someone else, I'd be weird going to United right now as well. But I think in a year's time, like if he's if he manages to get top six, like even sixth or fifth, I, I think I, I think it'll be a prog. I think it'll definitely be progress, or at least it'll show like some sort of consistency and that they can get results. And they could just build off that a bit like Arsenal with Artessa, because they were, they were never perfect before. People were asking Artessa out and all this crap. And it's like, you, you have to give time, especially to those kind of managers who have very difficult systems that people have to get used to. And especially guys that, like, a lot of guys in the United team aren't, are just not suited to that system at all. And so it's like a couple of transfers who come in, who understand how it works, can help everyone else a bit, can, can help everyone else a bit out a bit more. Geez. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely time. Seven years is what my, my bet was on three years ago. So uh I, I think there's time, but I think seven years is tight. I think like they could get into the Champions League in the next seven years and go into like semis and quarters, but you know, winning one is is something else. So
0: well, I think I think an interesting comparison maybe with this would be if you look at Liverpool when they were took over by Jurgen Klopp, and if you were to say to them, you're going to win a Champions League in four years or however long it was from that time where he came in until they won the Champions League. And you look at that Liverpool team and who was who was in that sort of 11 by the time they won the Champions League? They had Firmino, Mane, Matip, Henderson. Uh, and who else am I thinking? Henderson and... Lallana. Lallana was there, yeah. Uh, uh, and then obviously... They just needed a couple more reinforcements in Allison and Van Dijk, and then they had this sort of Champions League winning squad. Whereas you look at this current United team, and who are the future Champions League winners? Sancho maybe, um, Varane maybe. Uh, actually, Bruno Varane of course won. counts. Varane counts. He's won before.
2: Bruno, uh, Bruno's, Bruno's first Bruno,
0: well. Bruno, I guess when he's when he's on his game.
2: So that's Martinez. Three- if I mean Martinez is obviously a billion footballer. Like, I'm not going to write him off for one yeah,
0: game. To prove, so. Yeah, I don't think we can include him yet. Um, so, yeah, I think there's just, there was maybe a lot more guys in that Liverpool team that you could see in the next five years being champions than compared to now. But of course, Klopp's such a good manager. You probably couldn't have seen at the time that those guys would go on to be Champions League winners. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: No, that's
0: interesting. All right, Tom, you want to go? All right. Yeah. Uh, the question: Should I do my uh, my ultra controversial one, or should I do my just fairly ultra
1: ultra okay. ultra? Let's hear it.
0: Yeah, let me do it. It's the European Super League should happen. So cool. my take, cool. my take I'm... on this is basically football for the last ten years has been dead. You you look at the Champions League in the last stage of the Champions League, and it's the same clubs every year. Those Super League clubs and any time that a team goes into a semi-final that's not a, a, a Super League club, that's the equivalent of winning the Champions League. And basically now that any club that's not part of this Super League generation, the ultimate goal is to win the Europa League. So if that's already the goal, then why not just get rid of these silly teams, get rid of them. Football is, you know, football is such a fanatical sport that you don't need a European Super League to Um, support your club, right? I'm still going to watch Celtic, whether it's Man United versus Juventus in the European Super League. So get rid of them. They're done. I don't care. I'm going to still watch Celtic play in in our games.
2: Wow.
0: Okay, (laughs)
1: wow. All right, so wait, hold on. Is the only reason behind this hot take is that because Celtic is... No, so this
0: isn't Celtic. I'm talking about this from a competitive... Okay, um, yeah. So if you're looking at clubs like Everton, like when, who was the last team to win the Champions League that wasn't a European Super League team? Porto in 2003. And football has changed so much in that time that it's not any team that's in the Champions League group stages, that's not one of these European Super League teams, don't look at it as they're going to win the tournament. They look at it in, as in maybe we can get out the group stages or if we finish third, we can win the Europa League.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think
1: that's just equal competition, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but like, that's you, just...
2: the problem with the, the Super League is that, and you're comparing it to the Europa League and stuff, is that you're not really changing the competition. You're just like booting one of them out,
1: which yeah, you're just booting the big it, hitters.
2: Like, yeah. It's instead, than it's teams like Celtic, Rangers, and no, but this uh, isn't. Yeah, this is not England, like yeah, Everton, Ajax, whatever Ajax,
0: Afika, Porto, uh, yeah. whatever, like. You know, and elect. You know, I'm talking a lot of historical sides. I'm not talking about
2: the Celtic was just the example. I suppose. I don't really think it solves that much. It, it's just kicking out the top teams and creating new ones, like the yeah, same so kind good. of. Now,
0: now you've got you've got a, t- a tournament
2: named. You the don't think that will be- become corrupted as well. By what? By money again. Like yeah, people will just start investing if there's if there's interest in it, and then it'll just become the same thing. No, but it's well, it's more stupid, You have to change the structure.
0: The NBA, say that equivalent of uh, where all the money and all the tourists and all the you know the fake football goes, and all the commercial stuff <laughs> goes. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to die on this hill. Obviously, I don't truly believe uh, every like I don't believe this to the T that I think the European Super League should happen. But I, but the, there is an argument that it, that it from a competitive stat, uh, from a competitive point of view. That it, it does make sense.
2: I, I don't think so. I think you're just dividing. I, I just think you're just dividing football. You're not changing anything. You just, you all you can, you what you have to do is change the structure. You're just pushing the same structure to a different area, and so we'll just have the same thing created in, in whatever, like with Ajax and and all the other European teams that wouldn't be in the Super League. It's like people will just be divided. There'd still obviously be fans into this. Into this other league, that because it's into, not like the it's not like the, the teams and stuff are in right now, and like lower Champions league teams, but like it's it's not it's still gonna be the same thing. There's just gonna be more same kind of money pumped in, and when the, those are the only players, that you it's can not the same
0: kind of money pumped in. The money that's in the chat the top levels of the Champions League is so ridiculous, and it's so it be replicated
2: because. Or if you take off the top of the cake, it's still, it's still the same structure below them.
0: No, it's it's not the same structure below them. If you look it at the level of like Ajax going down to uh, PSV, going down to um, who else is on that, but just below that level, going down whatever, like PSV just got knocked out by Monaco going down. And then you there's a lot more of an even base across Europe. For these middle-level teams, rather than Real Madrid, who are so f- miles yes. ahead of okay. everyone else, but you're saying percent. you're you're forgetting that these clubs still exist and will still
2: have no, all, no, no, no. all the not. best
0: players in football.
2: I'm not, but if there's enough demand and still into it, then it's obviously going to pump money and then the same It's not going to be happen. the same. That's not, not even even the important. That's not even the important part because the important part is if you did that. The only way I would say that works, Tom, is that if you did that. And then you completely change the structure of FIFA and and everyone right. had... No, um, no. And everyone would have to abide by certain rules financially and all that kind of stuff to make it an even playing field because it would if you left the same kind of structure, you'd create the same result. No, it wouldn't because the
0: Champions League is so high because the clubs like Man United, uh, Liverpool, Real Madrid are so commercially big all over the world. You don't have that Celtic... Ajax don't have that level of commercial ability that the the European those clubs still exist they'll still be occupying the major pots of the of European football it's not suddenly just going to become like celtic's going to become like or oh, ajax is going to become as good as real madrid it's not like that because real madrid still exist they're still going to have the best players in the world
2: but they but they, if they're not competing and they're not relevant to each other so like you're 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 comparing if you're going to kick them out, then they're not relevant in comparison to competition because there's still extremely good pro footballers who are playing basically against them. I mean, have been playing against them at the exact same level. Like, all these are Champions League teams you're talking about, and the Europa League teams. They they play in every day against these teams and beat them and lose them and draw to them. It's like, it's not always... It, if you, you're comparing two things that are never going to touch each other, so what do you, you mean? have to change... What do if you don't want it to become the same, because you're, you're, you're saying the result, you don't like how there's been all the Super League teams. So if you're going to get rid of them, then you got to make sure it doesn't happen again. And if you just bring in the same structure, then it's obviously going to happen. It's
0: not, no, you're, you're, not, you're not understanding what I'm saying.
2: Celtic, oh, yeah, wait, no, 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 okay. The, but, the example, non-European which, Super League here, teams. Here's, here's in and have your have you say, because- No, I, no, I, no I, 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 you're not I understanding. Understand. You're not understanding that- No, I hard, am. You're just saying, all okay, right, I'll explain it to you, Tom. Is you're saying that there's more even playing field generally for the teams lower yeah. than the Champions League teams. But that even playing field will still get dismantled as soon as it becomes, as soon as those top teams become, I mean, mid-tier top teams become the top teams, that will become dismantled because there'll be a demand for it. There will 100% be a demand for it. But
0: if you look at the winners of the European Cup from 1950, To 1990, before football became super commercialized, it was all across the board in terms of Serbian teams winning, in terms of okay, okay, to the final. When you you take that aspect into it, Malmo still knock out teams like you know Fenerbahce in Champions League, but can they touch Real Madrid? No, they're miles off it. And
2: I I agree, Tom. I like, I would like to see a time when that 50 years like that, like that 50 year span where you had different teams winning every single time. But if you're gonna do that, then you're gonna have, and you're saying before they got, you know, globalized and mar- marketed to everybody, yeah. then you got to, What are you gonna do? You're gonna prevent that that globalization and everyone no, wanting to be. In
0: has it. that commercial aspect to it. it?
2: So you're just saying this won't. You're just saying this won't at all.
0: I'm not what, saying what it What you could be saying, saying
2: is like they, they should move away and then adopt a 50 plus one rule or something because then it would be controlled by the fans and it wouldn't be. Dictated okay. Okay. Cool.
0: Sure. I have you there's there's a lot more that can go into when you can you can make you can turn this into you know a lot more of a fan-led revolution or whatever but i'm not that doesn't even come into play when you've got you've still got real madrid you've still got man United, you've still got liverpool still got barcelona they're, they're they're still existing they're still playing in the nba right this is just the europa league level clubs they're never going to reach Major levels where they're so powerful and so strong that they're that much better than the other teams. It's still very, it's still very base. There's still a very s- hu- small ceiling that they can get to. And you're, I, See, I,
2: dis- I, I disagree with that. If you if you split the competition, but Pierce, you, you have a say. Like, yeah, I
0: I mean I
1: agree with Thomas to an extent, but also like, I understand that you want to just bang out the big boys and let them let the big boys go into their elitist type. Of, I mean, like league. it would be great.
0: This comes out of a little bit of yeah yeah, that's so, what i mean so that that's why i started at the beginning so but it's like when when the european super league clubs were offered 500 million and when they were told to you know this isn't happening their fine was what 50k and no ban they straight back into it who's to say i definitely think that, the
1: punishment should be different yeah i definitely think the punishment that's, I, think, I think that's a different question i think it's definitely yeah. a different question but I think the one that you're asking is should they just split it up and let the elitists go and do their own thing while well, the technical smaller clubs on a financial basis uh, be given their given more of a, a chance at winning big, like different trophies and kind of eliminating that competition. Yeah. But I think that's what makes the sport so great is that it's the belief that the younger teams can beat the the uh, the big guys. I think that's like like, what was it when Real Madrid lost to that team that was like posting videos off the screen? What was the team from? Sheriff. Uh, Sh- Sheriff, yeah. Like they beat Real Madrid. Like, yeah. yes, that's like their Champions League final. I understand your point. But that's the whole idea of the sport. Like, that's why the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, like it sucks because you don't really have, like you have these smaller teams, but they're all in the same Like You have these small guys who are from nowhere giving get, getting a chance to take a chip off of that block of, of, of legacy, I think. And I think eliminating that is going to ruin the beauty of the sport that we have right now. Obviously, it's not perfect. And I think people who want it to be perfect should understand that, like, life isn't in, in a nutshell. And so removing that and going closer to per- perfection and still living in this, like, commercialized world and giving those teams a t- chance will inevitably cause the smaller teams to rise to the top and become what they, like, wanted to destroy in the first place. I think that's where Thomas is sometimes right. But I, under, I understand your point with that. There needs to be, I guess, a better, uh, a better yeah. playing surface or a better way to regulate these teams financially so that they're not just buying every player out that's nasty and, not, and instead of just, like, attracting them because of the beauty of the club and stuff like that, which, which it was
0: back well, I mean, in the day. Wait, the, well, whatever. The thing is, is there's no turning back now. That's, that's the, yeah. the, There's no turning back. That's the way football is now. And this is not a point I'm willing to die on. I'm just arguing this very strongly because I've said this point. And I think there is an aspect to this argument that is very credible. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much. We've talked about it quite a lot, but I think there is an aspect to yeah. it where a lot of a lot of fans of smaller teams, not Premier League teams, maybe you guys haven't seen as much of this, where they do turn around and go like, "Just go, you know, we don't we don't need you, just go. If you really want to go, just go." I mean,
2: fine. yeah. Um, my last, like, I'm just going to say one last thing and I, I don't think it's worth going on about is that you w- you won't change anything by cutting competition and putting it somewhere else. You'll only change it by changing the structure. And if, tr- in the, tr- if the structure of football is changed, then your idea is, I, I think it's not a hot take at all. I, I think if you want to get rid of clubs who are about it, just the, like, building money and, like, not having any of that fan relation or, like, fans having a say and, like, they can just – be bought by whoever and spend on whatever, then I, I think if you did that and built like a 50 plus one rule and like owners were booted out and all that kind of stuff, then I think that makes sense. Like you restructure everything and, and make it so teams can't just like go crazy on, on marketing and, and, and get- I mean, you're,
0: Thomas, you're really overestimating the level of the, of what football is going to be when the European Super League exists. I'm saying it's when at this point, I'm saying it's when. Um, and when when man united liverpool you know they've got this european super league there's a, there's such a limited ceiling that the rest of football can have that you can't you can't have Actually, yeah. I see what you. I, I kind of see what
1: you mean because all yeah. the money is going to be going to this big super league exactly, that they're going to exactly. keep pumping it, and then saying yeah, that I, I go brand
0: like Ajax so that they're the next Man United because and everyone in the world is going to be supporting Man United. Yeah,
1: but then but then it's, you're just becoming what Chris, you, what what you, you to show. What, what, what would I watch? I, no, I don't think I think changing it is stupid. I think the the platform we have right now Although is fair, the is, best that, actually, that it can
2: be. Oh, I, mean, okay. Like, okay. I, didn't talk, I didn't talk like, enough about Pierce doesn't agree with me or... and Pierce you don't agree with Tom either then
1: no I know I, I said I agree with both of you to a certain extent when I started yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's, it's. I think right now you probably have the best the the best way to prove competition in sport at the moment having relegation and the option of these smaller teams making it like I, like for example I know we, we talked about Man United before but like Man United were winning Champions Leagues in what 2008 last time they won it and they were in the final in 2011 like they And now they're struggling to even make it in the top four. I think that's kind of the beauty of the sport is seeing some of these big giants fall. Yes, they're not Real Madrid. They're not Bayern Munich. They're not Barcelona. They're not those elite, elite clubs uh, in their leagues and in in Europe. But I think seeing these teams kind of fall off, like Chelsea went from winning the Champions League, then a couple of years later down to 10th, and then to winning the Champions League, what? six years later again, like that's like a whole fluctuation in, in path. And I think, yes, we're, Chelsea is not like a an elitist club like Bayern or Real or Barca and stuff like that, like those big three who stand out to me in my opinion. But I think it gives a chance for those teams to like have that competition and at least live on the dream that they can win those games. I think that's the whole, that's the whole beauty of the sport. So yeah, taking it away and making a Super League would be interesting, but I think in the end, You'd you'd have a smaller version of the elitist clubs within that lower league that is at the super league. Yes, that would happen. We know that one. I think that's a guarantee. Just based on you'd have smaller, smaller companies marketing it to it. You'd have ESPN only showing those games on there and stuff like that. Yes. And people would still watch both teams. That's both game both leagues, I guess, or both competitions. It would just be it wouldn't be as enjoyable. But that's just me as a football fan. I'm not speaking for everyone. I think that's just right now is probably the best we have unless UEFA comes in with like A salary cap thing, but that's so difficult to depend with all the leagues and stuff like that intertwined into it. So I think right now is probably the best option we have at the moment. Well, Uh, unless someone comes up with something that I have never heard
0: about the fact that that there's still other top five league teams that exist. So you get rid of these, and then, and then you suddenly have a battle between, I guess, like Villa, you know, your mid range teams, Everton, I'm going to include. yeah, but that's why it's still a battle at the top with these teams because they're yeah. the best of their leagues. That's but the then, whole thing. It's gap, it's still good competition. The gap competition. between Aston Villa and Everton to Ajax and Porto is very, you know, there's there's a lot more competition there between the money. And- I, yeah, I definitely agree. So,
1: and I think if you did give them their own elite league that they could be featured in, or just minus the elitist, I think that they could, uh, they could rise and become, like, a, a younger brother, a younger sister of. clubs that they tried that they kicked out originally
0: Okay, so i think we can actually come to some middle ground here that we're all going to agree with i think my personal opinion is if the year is that the european super league will happen at some point probably in our lifetime but let's say let's say okay it does happen i think what we can agree on is that if we do if it does happen if football restructures its way so that you have this sort of 50 plus one rule all across football outside of the super league and you, I guess, you restructured it in a way that you turn football back to what it was, where you know the fans are very much involved, the culture is very much there, and then you have this like rebirth of football outside of the European Super League, where people can feel like they're involved. Then I think that would be a good thing for football. Yes, I.
2: I yes, so I, I agree, with agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Okay, good. Okay, Thomas, uh, do you want to say your point?
2: <laughs> uh, so. I was going to do a player one or and then a team one. Which one?
0: Um, let's go for a player one. We've talked a bit about our teams. Yeah, we've talked about
2: Um So, I, I, I think this season, if KDB stays completely fit, I think he gets 35 goal involvements um, in, in the Premier League, not across. The league. In the Premier I mean, I, I, not a total. total hot goal team. involvements. Because I, I, I think he'll hit 20 assists. Uh, and break the record. Is that the record? 21's the record?
0: 20. Yeah, who
2: was it? Who's, yeah, uh... I, I think he'll hit 20. Um, oh, God. And I, I think in oh, 14 goals or so, 15 goals is not too far stretched. I think he'll end up more around. He's playing as a second striker at least oh, my... so far. And I, I, just,
0: I just think you're saying if fit, he'll get. Th- I just think he'll blow that up that
2: I think he'll blow that
0: out the water, bro. Look at this. It's, it's like, yeah, of course. If 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 De Bruyne plays 38 games. I completely expect him to get that many goal goal involvements. Like, I can't even argue against it.
2: No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, who scored the most goals in a Premier League season? 36 once in his career. Alan Shearer, right? He's hit 36 once in his career. You're you're
0: saying if he stays fit and look at at his minutes.
2: Yeah, but that's not that. In the last two seasons, he's at 18 and 23. Not even close. Like, not even close. 18. 30, um, I'm saying he's going to get 35. That's not a, I don't think it's really
0: that bad. Whatever. I don't know. I, I struggle to disagree. I, I don't know. Well, just think, just
1: think about who he has playing up top. Who's the, who's yeah. the, who scored the most goals in a Premier League season? Alan Shearer, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, actually. Not
1: he's got, then. or Andre, which one?
2: How long will probably do the same and break the same? Exactly. Break.
1: So he's probably going to have those, those assists for, probably say what? 60 70 percent of the 60 percent of those assists let's be let's be real well,
0: no, i mean like not not it, even there's other guys that are going to score goals as well and yeah
1: and there's going to be others too so yeah i would say actually yeah i would say it's
0: if considering if he stays fit yes yeah of course like if if he plays 30 games like, i would expect him to get 20 assists you know it's, it's his injury record that he's he's, he's gonna get champions it. league rotation of course but you're saying stay fit and it's impossible to predict how many minutes he'll play this season. Yeah,
2: right. I mean. Right. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's that that pretty fair. No, I, I can I can't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that obvious, Tom, like. You're I saying, mean, I, you're I saying
0: just, for a player that's done it
2: once in his career and the one time he did in his career, he broke the assist record at 23. Yeah. And he was unbelievably good. Like I know, but just the form
0: you know. he's been on for the last six to twelve months. Plus, you add the best striker in the world, arguably, and it's right. it's tough to dispute. I mean,
2: why why don't people have him on fantasy? Like that's the thing. Like
0: uh, okay, I mean we can talk about it from a fantasy perspective. Why why don't people have like
2: ones? why not him and why Salah? Like
0: yeah, I mean I guess, I guess you'd say that. It comes down to six points for a goal versus three
1: points for yeah. It. I was just about to say that. It was about the the way that they they tallied the points. I think if they were equal, yeah, I think whereas it, would, like it Salah, would be just as good of an option. Salah gets
0: like, twenty three goals and thirteen assists, whereas De Bruyne gets thirteen goals. So, and 13 yeah, so, that's yeah. why people pick also
2: point five more for what? That's if he's gonna get one point extra for every. So if they got thirty five, the same and and like. Holland did it like twenty-three and twelve, and Salah did it twenty and fifteen. Yeah, it would be what eight points? Is that wrong? If what if if it was twenty goals for Salah plus uh, fifteen assists? Yeah, it'd be one hundred and forty-five points. Yeah, and then if it was. 23 assists for KDB and 12 goals on oh,
0: no, yeah 12 goals it'd be oh I did, oh, I did the first one wrong <laughs> no but even I mean even <laughs> no, still like but even in still in that order you still get more bonus points for goals and and yeah. then that adds up in- yeah
1: the only way the only way it would be they would take KDB over is what Tom said is if the the points were given the exact same way. And I guess you don't you just have to take
2: uh, Would it be yeah, more have of take a hot take out. to say that KDB would is gonna beat Salah for goal involvements this year?
0: Okay, I mean that's a better one, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <but> I mean <laughs> let's move on. Let's
0: move yeah, on. Let's move, yeah. Move, I mean, yeah. Okay, Piers, okay. okay, Piers, what's your other one? Well, oh,
1: um, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm gonna stick with the one that I said from the start is that uh that an American will win the like like the Golden Boy Award in the next in the next fifteen years, and or or you could switch it to an American will win Young Player of the Tournament in the next two World Cups,
0: next two World Cups. So 2030? Yes. 20, 20, I think
1: I think I think yeah. the next two World Cups. There's we've so got this one that's coming up.
0: So twenty twenty
1: six is in the U.S. Yeah,
0: so someone's gonna win the Young Player of the Year at that. That's gonna be an American. Okay, that's a good hot take.
1: In in the yeah. U.S., I think I I like that one a little bit more. I think just because one. It's on home turf, they're all gonna be showing up. Like they're gonna be playing in their some of them in their hometowns, in their home cities, mm-hmm. home stadiums, even for football teams that they support. Um, I think just on a motivational fact, but also just the quality of players that are now coming out of the states. And I mean, we've talked about this online before, but I think we could really see some youngster like tear it up. Almost like I don't know, the one that comes to mind is like Renato Sanchez at the Euros, what two Euros ago. I think Stuff like that, like I think you could see, like a midfielder, well, I mean, or even like, a
0: like
1: yeah, I, 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 it wasn't a home tournament, but like someone that young, like, like of his caliber in that position, like a midfielder, really coming out. I mean, like a Brendan Aronson, but obviously he won't be up for it. He'll be much older then. But uh, the that type of player coming out of the U.S. I think is very common nowadays. Um, and I think with that t- with that given timeline, I definitely,
0: yeah, it probably. Interestingly enough, single. I'm I'm just I just googled winners of the young players of the tournament at World Cups, and Landon Donovan won in 2002.
2: Oh, oh! I didn't even know that. So you're not. Your <laughs> wow! Isn't is Isn't as I, I definitely that is hot. do
0: that's that. Not as hot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! I didn't even know
1: fact. that. Wow! That's 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 a Jeopardy fact right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: go. Uh,
0: well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. you can argue that you can just because <laughs> that's yeah. that just that kind of just so that you. that obviously helps your arguments if anything. Yeah. And so.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you, I don't know. Either way, I, don't know. I think it's definitely possible. It's definitely at at the U in the US. I think it's definitely possible. I think we can make it quarters, maybe if we're really good, but a semis. So like, I, I think it's definitely possible, and there'll probably be good young players in it. Considering in we're the just US, think, a merchant for athletes and young players are good when they're athletes.
1: Dude, if we make it, if we make it to a semis, with the hopes of going into the game that we can make a final, like this country would explode. Like, it actually would. It would it would be, it would be, like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it would actually just cause mass chaos. Like, I genuinely think, and we don't give work off at all, like, I genuinely think people would just, they, everyone would take their sick days. The New York Stock Exchange would close if we were in the semifinal going to a um, hub. Um, like,
0: like, they I would, would they would get so you, hype, But I don't think that... That many Americans care about football as much as you guys.
2: No, when it comes to patriotism and stuff like that, yeah the
0: sport athletes are just down. They're just ready.
2: Yeah, I get they're that. When the World Cup comes around, and you get fucking nobody's watching football.
1: Yeah, like people that are just like diehard like Bills fans from I'm like my, my, from my, from my Buffalo, New York, get like painting red, white, and blue all over themselves, getting ready to watch Christian Pulisic, Captain America, to the hopes of making a World Cup final. And then you've got guys down south who are like diehard like Arkansas college like football fans like college football fans like getting ready to cheer on the US men's national team. Yeah, like it's funny. they could get they could get rowdy. It's just getting rowdy. get so it. into it. Yeah. They just need their glory supporters. That's what that's what this nation is. They're it's all yeah, glory supporters. And so like the second that there's an attainable glory like glory for the country as a whole, it'll unify everyone no matter what <laughs> so, the political spectrum you are on. And they are
2: going to get ready. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I have not agree with with here. I think that's it's funny. I think it's I, they have no fucking interest in football at all, but like, they're okay. very, very down. yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I do
0: see that. I do see that. Uh, where people they are very patriotic in the US, um, especially if it would be coming down to winning something like a world cup, get, which get, has never been done before. Like, they would be like, Yes, I was
1: there watching the game, like telling their grandkids and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but, um, that's like, they're not gonna win, they're not
0: gonna win the world Cups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't crush our dreams. <laughs> so you have to, yeah, you don't have to get too excited. I, I, I think so. Um, yeah, young player of the tournament. Um, so twenty-six World Cup, young player of the tournament. Um, I just that's, think, a good, that's a good old take. I
2: actually like. It. I like. That. I, I
0: think it's a good hot take uh, in terms of it's it's something that I can disagree with. Uh, maybe, <laughs> so what's that? That's six years from now. No, sorry, four years from now. Four years from now. Yeah. So, well, what's the age criteria for young player tournament? The 21 or younger? Like under 22,
2: 21, so, yeah.
0: 17, 18-year-olds like right now. Um, I mean, it's just it's just really impossible to say. Like, I can't say. I know every 17, 18-year-old is going to burst onto the scene. Um, yeah, but as, like, you got to think of, like, the progression of our sport over the years. Like, four years ago, we weren't in the World Cup. Now we have your, some of the – also, in 2002, US made a semifinal, so they've gone backwards. If, if you're talking about that, yeah,
1: I know. And so, so then, if we're if we're going off trends, then we hopefully should pop back up at that point.
0: But I mean, it's not a trend like that was. Yeah. One, that was one tournament where the US made it, where they were irrelevant in football for a hundred yeah. years. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, but that's what that's what makes a hot take. I guess. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, no, of course, oh, no, for it's, sure. I think
0: it's yeah, because cool. um, I, I mean, it is.
2: It, is, partly, it is.
0: I'm not going to say it's impossible. Um It's a home tournament. The US do have some good talents coming through, Um but uh, yeah, yeah, like
1: Paxson Aronson could be the uh, the young, yeah, the Paxton, young yeah, like actually, like I, honestly, name of Paxson Aronson. Next Everyone guy. says
2: he's Brent. He, everyone's in the like Philly Union Academy, or, like Philly the area. They always say he's better. Like he's just a better player. Like throughout his whole academy, like time and stuff like that, he was just a better player than his brother was. And his brother, and his brother's too. already gross. He doesn't, always, he doesn't always mean everything, but.
0: If we're talking about the the greatest American footballer of all time, Christian Pulisic. Donovan. Oh, he Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Christian Pulisic. He, when he was coming through and touted as the absolute Messi, what was it again? The LeBron James of soccer, right? He, <laughs> he broke through in the Bundesliga, and his four seasons in the Bundesliga were two goals, three goals, four goals, four goals. And then he <laughs> went for 16 <laughs> So what a beast. What a beast.
2: Oh, he's, a <laughs> he's a great player. Chelsea's I'm not, I'm a not cool saying he's a bad, player. Player. He's not he's a bad player.
0: but to say that this guy is the goat of US football and that he, he, four honestly, years it's gonna be, it's gonna be a you know as good as him. It's you know it's on, not, in the real context of things, Pulisic is a good player, but he's not a world, anywhere near a world class player, which you need to be to win a young player of the tournament the World Cup.
2: He's not our best player, McKennie's our best player. Yeah, like if, probably the best player. If I'm looking McKinney's through- McKennie's the, the last, closest player to World Cup. The
0: last three winners of the young player of the tournament, so the bar has been set really high, is Kylian Mbappe, Paul Pogba, and Thomas Muller. So these are three players with, you know, outrageous careers. In Champions the, Leagues and World Cups. Champions so League world Cups. You're saying that this kid is going to be a future Ballon d'Or oh, contender. Christian Paul
1: sick is a he's a Champions League
0: winner. I mean, <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking Ballon d'Or contender. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I know what you mean but yeah yeah so yeah should we move on should we move on to the next one i mean i'm
0: not not i'm not saying we it's impossible not we saying it's but obviously i like I, I think it's good heartache i, I think it's fine all right tom you want to go or
2: should i, go? Oh, I go
0: you go i'm not i'm not so sure man. My, my first one was good my
2: second one not it's not like good. all right my my next one is uh um i mean it's Okay, it's not even extremely, but I think one of them makes it extremely. I think Brighton and Arsenal will finish ahead of Man U and Chelsea. I don't really care what order it is of, like, Man U and Chelsea being 6th and 7th and Brighton and Arsenal be 4th and 5th. Um,
0: Brighton and Arsenal ahead of Man U and... Chelsea. Chelsea, okay. I, well, I mean, yeah. Brighton. Brighton's... Arsenal think. to be ahead of those is is what could happen. But Brighton's this, good. Brighton's Brighton.
2: Brighton's Brighton. a good show, yeah. I like the, the thing Brighton. is, that I, I think Brighton can finish fourth or fifth if Arsenal are the ones pushing for it. That's why I'm saying together, I think those two could very much go out for fourth. And I think I think Man just take a bit of time. I think they're gonna play decent, but I don't think they're gonna do much. Um, but Chelsea, I just like Tuchel just seems so like annoyed. And I'm not gonna lie, Pierce, your attack is so toothless. Like unless you yeah. some unless teams like somehow play stupid football against you and let. Sterling operate in tons of space then you're just never going to beat people like you might play decent against a good team in my opinion but against all the weaker teams all, all, they all just the need to sit teams, in like we sat and yeah. we barely we barely like took on really bad tra- I mean we're a terrible team at the time right we've made a few transfers we might be okay in a couple of weeks but we're terrible right now yeah you yeah, like, like what's like you got to you got to think it was just whipping crosses into Kai Havertz who's scared of scared of having a ball and fucking Sterling and uh Sterling him out. it just doesn't. It doesn't add no, up. I
1: I, I agree it's with you on that. I really don't think. I really think that we're coming either fourth or fifth this season. Possibly could be lower. I think. Wait until the window. If we sign a center back in Fafana, we get a striker in Albamyang. I mean, if we get DeYoung, that changes a lot. I think moving forward. I think it's just because he's one of the best midfield young midfielders in the world right now. Um, but yeah, I think. I think what could happen is that we sit very mid-table-ish uh, at the start of the season. And Tuchel kind of just gets a shock that, like, he needs to switch it up. I think because the 4-3-3 isn't playing to the strengths of the players that we have. And if we don't bring anyone in, he's going to have to change because it's yeah. just going to be a broken record all over again. It's going to be the same thing every game, and he's going to get the pressure from uh, what <laughs> Topoli and his, and his consortium and because we don't have any any internal pressure at the moment. Bully got rid of all the all the like internal structure that we used to have and replaced it with nobody. And so we could sit mid-table below top four for a very long time and then he might switch it and it could work, or it could just completely backfire and then he's gone, like which could very much happen too.
2: Yeah. The the main reason I say it is I think Tupel will go for personal reasons and for like probably results reasons. He'll probably leave the club at some point this year um because he just seems pissed off he just doesn't well seem he's like-
1: he's playing he's playing the role of director of football right now because him yeah. and him Todd well, talk, that, talk yeah. daily about transfers and stuff like that and he's been he said in interviews he likes just focusing on the on the footballing aspect of just coaching the team like he just wants to be the coach he doesn't like yes he likes having some of the power but he's it's like distracting from what else he has to do on a day-to-day yeah. basis which is what he's used to doing as a manager and I think that that could eventually piss him off that's why I think that the place that we're in at the moment is just such a sticky, sticky situation because we have this money and we're linked with every player and it's becoming such an issue being like, oh, who's going to sign who? And he's getting asked in press conferences about, are you signing this player? And he's like, he's technically the one in charge of it. And he doesn't really want that pressure. He kind of likes, okay, I'll give you a list of players. See if you can sign any of these five guys. And if you get one of them, he'll be happy. That's what he's kind of used to as a manager. And I think most of them are. He wants the director of football to come in and be like, okay, I can only get you X, Y, Z. And he'll be like, I'll take why."
2: Yeah. Pierce, I think you you have to, if you're not going to bring in a striker, I think you have to incorporate Broha because – No, he, and that's, that's – so so yeah, that's expanding on that point. Like, incredibly predictable.
1: And maybe maybe will go back being, and play a four two three one and just kind of use him as your main yeah, striker. Some, he's clearly a player. We know that. Uh,
2: should we – I mean – Should we move Yeah, but, but that's off topic. Need, yeah, yeah, we're getting we're – But getting yeah, also I think with Newcastle, I think they're all going to challenge for a seventh or eighth. There's even six. So I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of mixed results this year. Where it's not, it's I don't think the last couple of years is going to represent anything this year because I think there's good nine eight to nine teams that can challenge, and then there's another four to five teams that can upset teams quite easily.
0: So I want to I want to talk more about the Brighton shout because I think that's a, that's the biggest of the hot takes that you've said. So I think Arsenal Arsenal to finish above Chelsea and uh, and who would you say United? Uh like that's that's possible. I, I like I. I, I I back that to happen. But, yeah, Brighton, you're saying, is going to be in that Champions League battle, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, who else would it be if you don't think Brighton, if those two teams are outside
0: the top five? I mean, it doesn't I mean, have to be a battle. It could just be a top four going off on their own.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, yeah. I just think Brighton have made decent signings. They're a bit like nobody signings, but that doesn't mean they're bad signings. Like, they're just people that... They're just not big names, but, like, they've obviously... Done well already. They uh, had a very good win against Manu. They won't play Manu every week, so it won't be that easy. Um, but they have three pretty decent strikers up top. I, Danny Welbeck looked ridiculous, so he'll offer a good support this year when he needs to. If Undav, who impressed last year on loan, was it in Germany or the second Bundesliga? Was it in Germany, right? Yeah,
0: he's um, in the Belgian,
2: Belgian League. Belgian League, yeah. Um, and Malpe is still an option. I mean, he's not, I, I don't like Malpais just because he's a terrible finisher, like absolutely awful. But I think Brighton haven't. I, I think Grayport is capable. Um, they play well against the good teams. They just have to figure out how to play well against the bad teams. Really. Um, well, I'm and,
0: gonna, I, yeah, I'm going to completely disagree. I love Brighton are one of my favorite teams. So I'm, sorry, sorry to the Brighton fans. I love, I love you guys. <laughs> but <laughs> you guys, they're not going to finish in the in, in the European spots. They've
2: even they've European. All-
0: in, not in the European spots. I like I you know. Yeah, they can get top ten. Uh, that's a lot of But they've sold Basuma world class, not well not world class, but a, a very top performing level DM. And they haven't gotten a replacement at anywhere near that level. They've sold Kukurella, another one, left left left, left back, left centre back, another level to the to the rest, technically to the rest of the Brighton team. And even though Potter is such a good manager, it's not going to be a major major issue where they start going to be dropping down to a relegation battle. they'll still be pretty comfortable. Um, they still lack that bit of quality to keep them going through till all the way through the end of the season. Maybe if they've reinvest this money in January they and they see themselves in the in the top 10 of the table, maybe maybe they could put themselves together, but the way the squad is comprised right now, they're not going to finish in the European spots.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think
0: the like, like those strikers right. you just listed. You said you like them. Who was it? Danny Welbeck. I said, that's a
2: good, well. Comparing it to just comparing it to like like you almost, just said,
0: you said you rated the strikers. Danny Welbeck. What's he done? How many goals has he scored in the last three years in the Prem? Danny Welbeck
2: was solid at the end. of the last like six, seven games at the end of the season, he had a great start this season. What what says he doesn't continue it right now? So it's, let me get let me get up his goals for you. Then you the last few seasons. You,
0: we're talking, right, last season he had six right, goals. Six
2: you're bringing up like three seasons six that goals. aren't that relevant because six, he scored
0: won he five. He's different. had 14 goals. He's had 14 Who, goals in the last they, three seasons. Oh, in, in order to get a team into the into the European spots, your striker probably needs to be scoring 15 goals at least. And yes, he, his, but there's a record, lot of his track record is, like six goals, is the top, the most he scored in the last five years. And you're saying Undav? You know what? I haven't watched any of him, and people do say he's good. But it's a big step up from the Belgian league to then go score yeah. 15 goals in the Premier.
2: Right, uh, but you still have someone like Malpe on your team who scored eight goals in the past two seasons. Like, it's over the past two seasons. <laughs> no, in the past, both of the past two. Seasons. Okay, both the past two seasons. Eight like, or sixteen goals. In you've two. got three decent strikers. They can rotate and figure out who's going to work. Obviously, Danny Welbeck worked, but had, that had more to do with how terrible Man United centre backs were against him than than a lot of things. But also, I think the transfers have less of a say to him because. Potter's got a system that you just walk in, like people come into, they're taught, and they just fit in. He's done it for like the last two, three years. He's sold players before, and he's brought brought in people who've done capable jobs. Like I, I don't think it's that's. I don't think that's a huge biggest fact for me. But I can see why you disagree.
0: Yeah, no, no. Look, I have no doubt that he he'll he'll get the most out of his players, but the most out of that those players aren't a European spot. The most out of those players, if Graham Potter finishes in the top half of the table, he's done a great job that's not, he's done a great job. If, he finished with what? In the top 10, he's done a great job. Uh, To say a great job is the European spots, I think you're being quite,
2: especially, that's a whole point, it's a hot take.
0: Yeah, but especially, they're currently 22 to one to finish in a Champions League spot. And that's very, very, very unlikely. I agree. Move
1: on on to to the next one because we're just going to run in circles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, go on to the final one. Tom.
0: Okay, mine my okay, mine was Celtic and Rangers. If you give them if you put stick them in the Prem, they'll finish in the top half. Uh, so last season, the teams that finished ninth and tenth were uh, let's see. Prem 21, 22. So Brighton finished ninth and Wolves finished 10th. And are we talking about these guys as if they comprise of a team of world class talent? Not necessarily. They've obviously got a lot of good players, but you give Celtic and Rangers one summer window where they could really strengthen in weak positions where I think that's the problem when you're outside of a top five league team is you have a lot you do have a lot of quality players, but there's also aspects of your squad where maybe a couple positions are a little bit weaker, which cost you. But you stick them in the Prem where they could get a 15, 20 mil signing for each of those sort of problem positions, then suddenly they're, they're top, top 10 teams.
2: Wait, so you're yeah. saying, you're saying, with, with Premier like League
0: funding, funding basically, League. is what you're saying. No, not, not with Premier League funding, with a summer, one summer, of Premier League funding, of 25 mil that they get to spend. Per, per five positions. Per two positions. Okay.
2: So 50 million to spend?
0: 50 million for them. 25 mil for two positions. For so 50 each. Um, no, no, no. Like, not even each. All, uh, together.
2: Oh, I mean, all together. all together. Wow. Um, you say Wolves. I think Wolves is pretty irrelevant because Newcastle and Palace finished right behind them. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Villa or anything. Special. I think the teams below Newcastle and Palace, So I think when you go from first to 11th, I mean, 10th is... Oh, no, 11th would be good teams, excluding Wolves from the top 12. Um, everyone below that, I think you Rangers and Celtic could. Like... Yeah. I think they'd come in, I, I, but I think they'd come into the prem and they'd do the same thing as Newcastle, Palace, Brighton, Leicester really do. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I, be I, I, I a, yeah, a good season for West Ham, but I don't think that's an incredibly hot take. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I think that's why. I, like I, this, this hot take wasn't as good as I think. I
2: think I don't think you'd be surprised. I think one of you maybe would do well, but I think one of you would be would we'll honestly probably end up like 14th, 15th, because that's just what happens in the middle of the table. Though like, it's a five-point, 4 four-point difference. It's not yeah. like the difference yeah, between ninth yeah. and 13th is five points.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no for sure, for sure. It's 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 tough. And like I thought of this one, and then as as we sort of got going into it, I wasn't I wasn't backing it. As much. <laughs> <laughs> as much. Yeah, but no, I like the idea though. I, I do yeah. like. the... It's play definitely play. it's oh. definitely possible. That's if you had said, if said
2: European spots, Tom. I no, really I was know.
0: thinking I was thinking of European spots, but. I'm, even I'm not as um, as optimistic as that. Well, I mean, you
2: could. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if.
0: Celtic, no, no, for sure, like for typical argument, it's a typical argument of maybe one or two seasons in the prem, build build the transfer revenue, and then start attacking the European spots. Like then, then I truly believe that it would be like that. But the squad comprises it is now. It would be definitely not relegation side, but I don't think they'd be really, really contending for Europe either. You
2: know. Yeah. I think they'd be around with Palace, uh, but yeah, I, don't, I, I agree. It's not the it's not. The I best. think Palace also might be a better team this year. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think there's 11 good teams in the Premier League, like solid teams. Yeah, who, who can go to any any team and play a decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, but and even then, there's three or four more like Samson Villa, Leeds. You could argue like yeah, Brentford. Even some people want to say I don't really think Brentford are that great, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's tough in the Premier League this year. That's that's the only reason. I that's the reason I think they will be upset. I think a lot of teams will, will move around. I don't know Chelsea. I think it's just going. I'm predicting like a, a meltdown at Chelsea for some reason. I just have, it just feels like it's going to happen. And yeah. I just don't think Manuel yeah. special. Um, it's one of those things where like the signs, are,
0: the signs are all there at Chelsea that there is a potential for
2: a bit of a, a meltdown, and Chelsea in the past as well. Yeah, and who knows? Like Arsenal are. not any guarantee for a top four even top six like they could crumble too. like i think they're a good side and they will i, 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 I can't predict- see them dropping out of the top six definitely. yeah i predicted them for fourth but I, I think or no fifth i think but yeah. um but like yeah I, I i think they're good but you never know like those teams i think this year is the year where those teams could definitely move around more so than they have in the past couple
1: yeah yeah for sure
2: perfect yeah. Alright, awesome. so that's yeah. our,
0: that's our hot takes. I think we started strong there, and then maybe sort of fell off. Uh, but I
2: guess that's what a hot take does. It gets you that's
0: games. a hot take. If, it gets you going. It gets you going. It's sometimes it's tough to back up because it's a hot take. There's a reason they're not widely spread opinions. Right. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, good 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 pod. Good pod. All right.